Hello, you gorgeous beings. My name is Felicia Malay, and this is Fierce Gentle, the Courageous Voice podcast, where we reclaim voice, courage, and power through conversations and poetry. I want to acknowledge that this podcast is recorded on the lands of the Wandry people of the Kulin Nation, that this is and always will be Aboriginal land. Hello, beauties. This week's poem comes from my book, Virago, A Poetic Manifesto, and it was requested by Pam Riley, who is my mum. Hi, mum. You recommended and requested this one. Um, This poem is Tall Poppy, and it is one that I wrote a few years ago now, and the overview of it is it's the story of, I guess, the coming of voice of a young girl. It's definitely linked to my own journey. Poppy is, as a character, is someone who I feel a huge um, like relationship with. I feel a deep connection with her and she's very much based on me. The story kind of unpacks a young girl who has a dream of being seen, of taking up space in the world. And it kind of then unpacks the different ways that her voice is is ripped away from her and and pulled away from her by by the world that she's in. And how so often we do that to young girls. We tell them to be smaller. We, We take away their voices. We tell them to be quiet, to not take up so much space. The term drama queen, uh, center of attention, these kinds of things get thrown around. And what it does, I think, is it creates a layer of shame around being seen and around taking up space. So often in, in I mean, growing up in England, and I, I see it in Australia as well, and, and potentially in America, is this this level of, of showing up and taking up space, being seen as being big-headed or being arrogant or being full of yourself, um, yet if you don't take up enough space, you are small and pathetic and there's, there's no way to win, you know, there's no winning with it. The poem touches on bullying. Um, I was definitely bullied a lot as a kid um, for being weird, being different, for being gay, for being a girl who was quite into boys' stuff. I liked running around and climbing trees and wearing pants and always felt like one of the boys, um, which actually as I've grown up and kind of discovered the fluidity and and not-so-binary nature of my gender makes sense. <laughs> That's who I was. Um, and I think that we, we, we forget that childhood bullying, the playground banter, as it was called then, doesn't just stay in the playground. It doesn't just stay there. It it stays with us for our whole lives. And I see people now, and I work with people, clients of mine, who come to do, you know, this voice coaching, thinking they're trying to get over their fear of public speaking. And we realise that a lot of that fear was seeded in that playground, was seeded in those times when, as a child we were bullied for being ourselves there is reference in 
in the poem to to drugs. I mean, the poppy thing that that flows through it, and the reference of of um, needles and smoke rings, and that's really linked to my journey. I've never been um, I've never been a user myself, but I when I left home, I went and lived on the on and off the streets for a few years, and a lot of my friends were users. A lot of my friends were caught in cycles of addiction. Um, and I, I lost friends to that as well. I had friends who commit, committed suicide. And for me, I remember living amongst this beautiful community of such incredible people whose voices and lights were, were overshadowed overshadowed with their pain and overshadowed with their, their sadness and overshadowed with their anger at society and their their frustrations and and their coping mechanisms for that or the addictions that they'd found themselves in and how those things were, were diminishing their life further. I can't describe what it feels like to have a friend who is so vibrant and over the space of six to 12 months, watch them fade out due to immersing themselves in a substance that has, does not have their goodness at heart. It's not there to, to, to benefit them in any way, shape or form. Um, in the long run. I mean, people obviously feel the benefits in the moment. but So, yeah, for me, that, that... And I think that was an experience that I went through. I went to that place and I saw the path that I was on and saw where it could take me if I made certain choices and didn't want to go that way. I didn't want to end up in that place myself. And that's reflected, I guess, in Poppy's journey, in that idea that she too found finds herself on the streets. Uh, there's this line here. She touched the stars, fallen ones just like her, where needles and smoke rings have become the cure, all stretched on cardboard beds, all lost and found in the heart and the head, all called Poppy, just like her each one cut before their prime, symptoms of a society which just isn't quite right, since when did it become such a crime to shine? And this part to me speaks to this idea that whatever it is that we've fallen to, whether it's substances or whether it's, it's you know, whatever it is in our life that we have fallen into a hole with, because there's so many things it could be, that we so often put the blame on that person. We put the blame on ourselves or we put the blame on the addict when how can we blame people for looking for ways to, to cope or to survive or to get through in a system and a society that has told them in a million different ways that they are not worthy for their whole lives. 
and that for me is a, is a really core part of this poem is that we live in a culture in a patriarchal culture in a racist culture in a ableist culture in a system in a misogynistic system that tells so many voices and people that they don't deserve to be seen purely by just not showing them as a starting point and then by actively by active language by making life hard for them and for me tall poppy is a journey of hope it's a journey of of reclaiming that sense of strength of knowing that it doesn't matter what the world has put on us no matter what the world has said about you your voice absolutely deserves to be heard you absolutely deserve to be seen and to take up space in the end of the poem you know when she discovers that she's not a poppy at all she's actually a sunflower um, and that for me is a metaphor in the the poppy actually although there is the link to the to the opium and to um, the needles that I mentioned earlier the original reason for using the name poppy wasn't that that was something that I saw afterwards but poppy there's a term called tall poppy and this idea when someone is a tall poppy that they're kind of outranking themselves that they're shining too brightly and you've got to cut them down oh don't be such a tall poppy but and it happens a lot it happens in England definitely and in Australia that when people let themselves shine at what they're good at that people don't like seeing it and they want to pull it down but the truth is that when you let your true self shine not when you're when you're doing a fake like because uh, there is arrogance is a thing it's definitely a thing but when we're actually shining our truth and sitting in the truth of who we are and letting it be seen in the world that's different in that moment we're a sunflower and the beauty of sunflowers is that whenever I see a sunflower for most of my life whenever I saw sunflowers growing in people's gardens every single time I saw one I'd think I want to grow sunflowers I want to have sunflowers in my garden I'm so glad they have those sunflowers there and that's what I see it as that's what I see people when they shine in their truth and they let themselves be seen that they're not poppies they're not this idea of the tall poppy. They are sunflowers and they give us the opportunity to see how we could be if we were to show up in the world. It gives me the, the inspiration and the permission to be more of myself, to be the sunflower in my garden. Interestingly, this poem was written over a long period of time on some level, but also came to me in one go. So I was on a plane flight years about a year before I wrote it actually it's years ago and the idea of the character of Poppy came to mind and I, I all I had was a receipt and I wrote down um this this idea of who Poppy was on this receipt and I stuffed it into it was actually my like baby carrier that I had my baby with me and about a year later I, I stumbled upon it um and I think, I don't know if I found it before or after I wrote Tall Poppy, but the actual writing of Tall, it's like the idea hadn't had time to formulate when I came up with it because I didn't know where to take it or what to say. 
And when I actually sat down and wrote it, I didn't need to think, it just came out. It poured out of me. And then afterwards, I remembered that I'd actually written the character down a year earlier on a receipt. Um, so yeah, this was, for me, some of my the poems that I feel are the most aligned for me are the ones that I don't have to sit and draw out of me. They just want to come out. They flow out of me in that way. If for you, you want to work more on that side of yourself, on that being seen. I mean, the reason this poem is so potent for me is because it sits so deeply in something that I believe in so strongly, which is that every voice deserves to be heard and that a lot of us carry the weight of having been silenced and there are a lot of silenced voices that need more space and need more platform in this world. And if that is something that you want to work in, I really, really encourage you to look up Rise Speaker Training, which is the course that I run online, where we go over the series of seven modules. We unpack the ways that we are holding ourselves back from being seen and lean deeper into being seen. And we do that, you know, at our own pace with the pre-recorded content. But there's also, um, I also run live rounds like three times a year where we go through week by week each module and we work on it together in, in live webinars. And it's so beautiful because once you join, you get to, you stay in there. You never, you, you're not, get, you don't get kicked out at the end of the course basically. So if you want to keep doing the live rounds over and over again, you can. And there are people in there who've done it like five or six times and they're like family to me now on some level, like friend family, you know, we, we come back into the rise calls after having a break between live rounds. And so often people say, Oh, it's like coming home, being back here. Um, so yeah, if that is something you want to work on, reach out. I do do private coaching as well, but just send me a message. I'll, um, put a link in the show notes around that. Also, if you want to read Tall Poppy, it's in my book, Virago, A Poetic Manifesto, and I will absolutely put the link for that in the show notes as well. Other than that, if you're ready to hear it, here it is. This is the album version of Tall Poppy from the album, Unhear This. She was 14. Born with dreams of stardom, she'd already mastered the art of slalom to dodge those bullets thrown by the harsh tongues of adolescence. Her spirit pearlescent. Her mind sharp with a curious heart, she was the perfect target for it. She danced, spent her days in trance with the flickering of unreachable stars. They called her Poppy, spent their days trying to cut her down. Eventually they didn't miss, they hit, she split down the centre, caught in the rift between reality and dreams. She fell and hit the ground. No longer she danced. Spent her days in trance with visions of soaring high and studying grass. She walked smoke-paved paths. They called her Poppy, so she'd fall on her ass. But her roots were deep, so she took to the street where her wit could save her from defeat. Her arms stretched, her thumb took chart the path, her backpack carried heavy maps that carved their mark upon her heart. She touched the star fallen ones, just like her, where needles and smoke rings became the cure, all stretched on cardboard beds, all lost and found in the heart and the head, all called Poppy, just like her. 
each cut before their prime, symptoms of a society which just isn't quite right. I mean, when did it become such a crime to shine? Poppy stared into the eyes of fallen flowers, all doped up on reasons to escape and realise that her fate just wasn't headed this way. Her demise had not begun, her rise was on its way, and she followed with her eyes as the sun continued every day. You see, Poppy was not her name. She was born a different seed, but Poppy she became when names get thrown by fear and greed. Yes, she was tall, yes, she was bright, and others afraid tried to smother her light, but her heart was not blood red. It was golden like the sun. And she followed its movements from the moment it rose until it was done. She left the streets with a knowing that every fallen flower is a curse, that this world will become infertile if it keeps crushing all its girls. She let her back stand up straight, let her petals unfurl. She would claim back her own name and inspire all this world. You see, she is not a poppy. She never has been. She's a sunflower growing and she is full of ripening seeds. And the thing about a sunflower that's so special, you see, is it's impossible to pass one by without taking a moment to dream. If I had a garden, or when I get back home, maybe I'll plant sunflowers just so I can watch them grow. And so she lives like this, leaving in a path, a trail of scattered sunflower seeds in a field of blooming hearts, each rising with each other to see how bright they can become, each turning to each other, each made of earth and sun. And the truth of this story is that every single one of us sitting in our rooms, whether we're a poppy or a sunflower, we all deserve the right to bloom. You've been listening to Fierce, Gentle, The Courageous Voice podcast, hosted by myself, Fleecy Malay, and music and editing done by Rory McDougall. If there's anything you've heard in this podcast that you like the idea of, check out the show notes below for links. And if you want to see this podcast continuing, please consider joining me over on Patreon, patreon.com forward slash Fleecy. 